Welcome to the Dropship Podcast, where you'll learn how to build and grow a high-ticket dropshipping business and hear stories from successful e-commerce entrepreneurs. Let's kick this thing off. Hey, welcome to the Dropship Podcast, another Tactical Tuesday episode, and today we are talking about high-ticket dropshipping Using Google Ads and, you know, kind of giving the beginners route here. I'm sure you love the titles we've been creating lately. High ticket dropshipping Google Ads for beginners. Really, we just want to talk about, like, where do you start? If you're just starting this out, if you just found your product, if you've just listened to this podcast or YouTube videos and you've got a site up, fuck yeah, first off, hell yeah. Now what do we do next? And we need to run some Google Ads. So, like, let's start off with what is the baseline? Here's what you need to have done to get started and can get sales. And then maybe, you know, touch on step two, three, or four down the road. Your first traffic is going to come from Google Ads with a high-ticket dropshipping business. And within Google Ads, I mean, there are, there are multiple different types of ads you can run in Google Ads. But the first ones, that you, the very first ones you're going to set up as a beginner, somebody who's getting in there for the first time, is going to be Google Shopping Ads. But there is also a few things that you need to do to run Google Shopping Ads first. You need to have a Google Merchant Center account set up. You need to have a shopping feed from your Shopify account to your Google Merchant Center. And so we use feeds for Google Shopping app by Simprosis Infomedia. Don't use the Shopify Google Shopping sales channel. That's a bad one. Use that app. We can put a link to that app in the show notes. And set up your Merchant Center. Your Merchant Center account in the beginning may get temporarily suspended. That's almost completely normal these days. Just follow the instructions. It'll get reapproved. You'll be ready to go. So once you've got your Merchant Center account set up, um, that means that your products can feature in ads um, and shopping ads. And we set Google Shopping ads up in a particular way for high-ticket dropshipping businesses. Yeah, just to iterate that, like you can't go run a Google Shopping ad without having the feed coming over telling the shopping ads hey, here's what an image looks like. Here's the price. Here's all the attributes that go along with it. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Simprosis as well. I've actually used the Shopify tool. It's okay. It's missing a lot of features, in my opinion, mm. uh, and it gets a little buggy, or at least it did when mm. I gave it a shot. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Simprosis. If you really want to get techie, you can build out your own spreadsheet. I wouldn't recommend it. Again, this is for beginners. So do the basics. Go Use Simprosis. Fill out the fields in there that you can fill out. Make sure you have a, a UPC or a GTIN from your manufacturer so that you can put it in there. I think that's pretty much required nowadays. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have it, but I would recommend it. And then fill out, again, any of the, the boxes and some process that you can. Go to Google, Google Merchant Center, and sign up for an account. Set up all of the information. They're going to want to know your shipping information. They're, you know, they're going to want, excuse me, a logo. Just fill out what they're asking for in there. And then you know, give it a day or two until all of your products are approved. And then, yes, we're going over to, to Google Shopping. And like John said, we do it a very specific way because uh, – I don't think Google's set up for you to win out of the gates. I really, really don't. When it comes to lower ticket items, certainly smart shopping is improved. Uh, I use it on my pets brand. It works really well. But we're going to set this up manually, and we're going to set it up a very specific way so that we pay for the terms we actually really want to pay for, and we don't pay for the terms that we don't want to pay for. And we use priority, Google's terms, we use their priority function to isolate keywords that we actually want to bid on. I know that sounds super, super confusing. I'm going to pass it over to John here, who hopefully can break it down into super simple terms of what does that actually mean? How are we using priority to isolate keywords? Yeah, this is, I mean, it, look, for some people, this is a tough one to concept, set of concepts to get your head around in the beginning. 
don't feel miffed if that's you. I've spoken to many, many hundreds of people about this sort of stuff and, and, and a high percentage of people. It, it does take a little, a few goes at thinking through it to get your head around this and that is totally normal, particularly if you've never looked in Google ads before. But as Ben says, the reality is with high ticket products, out of all the search terms that Google will want to send to you, only some will work for your business. And the helpful way to think about it is to think about the the vast, you know, all the search terms that Google will want to send you is that some of those are more valuable than others to your business, right? So if you're selling, let's just say I'm just going to use an example of because I'm looking at one, an Apple iPhone 13, let's just say. Now, this is not a product you should you should sell, but let's say you were. And you've got people who go on to uh, Google and they will search for smartphones for sale, right? Or other somebody else might search for Apple iPhone 13 in black for sale, right? Now, both of those people could be... Are, you know, the first person who's looking for just a smartphone might end up buying an Apple iPhone 13. But at that point in time, you don't know that that's definitely what they're looking for. They might also be looking for a Samsung or another brand of smartphone. They might have, you don't know how much they want to spend or anything like that. So there's a whole bunch of unanswered questions psychologically that you can draw from that search term. So you don't have a high level of confidence that they actually want to buy one of your products. Whereas if somebody goes onto Google and searches Apple iPhone 13 in black and you have that product for sale on your website, you absolutely know what that person wants to buy, right? There can be no mistake about it. And if you have that product, you know that your chances of making a sale to that person are significantly higher than somebody who's just searched smartphone for sale, right? And so You don't want to pay as much to get that person who's smartphone for sale to your website as you do for somebody who searches for the exact product you sell. And so you need a way to pay more for one search term and less for the other based on the value to your business. So the very specific search has a higher value for your business than the less specific search. And so the way we do that, if you just run a standard Google shopping campaign, the way that Google uh, ads will suggest you set one up or a smart shopping campaign, you have no ability to separate those terms and to pay more for one and less for the other. And the problem with that is, is that what will happen is that you will pay too much for a lot of search terms that don't have a high value to your business and you'll, you will struggle for your ads to be profitable. And that's what happens with high ticket sites that run smart shopping campaigns or just a single shopping campaign that targets all search terms. What we recommend and what we do and have been doing for years is we use, as Ben mentioned, Google's campaign priority settings and negative keywords, and we run usually three Google shopping campaigns. And what we do is is that we filter search terms through those campaigns using some settings in the Google Ads interface to allocate particular search terms based on their value to a particular campaign. And so there's three campaign priority settings in Google Ads, high priority, medium priority, low priority. And so we'll put search terms of a low value in the high priority campaign, search terms of a medium value in the medium, and search terms of a high value to our business in the low priority campaign. And this sounds a bit back to front. I'm just giving you the terminology. 
And what we're essentially doing is in that campaign with the low value search terms, we have a low bid. So we get some of that traffic because it does convert sometimes, but we don't want to pay too much for it. Whereas in the campaign that has the high value search terms, so there's really specific ones where we definitely know what the customer wants to buy, we'll have a really high bid so we can capture all of that traffic and get in front of all of those people without spending too much on the low value traffic. And so when you operate your Google Shopping in this sort of system, you're getting as much of the traffic that you have a high level of confidence that it can convert on your website, but you're not blowing your budget on a lot of lower value traffic that may convert from time to time, but doesn't really convert very well. There's two sides to this, right? I can see how people get very confused right there. Yeah. There's two sides to this. So when we're talking about the priority in Google, think about high priority, medium priority, and low priority. That's what you're setting in the it that's your setting in the campaign. And you're setting that because high priority has to go first. It's highest priority, right? Medium priority has to go second, lowest priority has to go third, right? Th- that's your priority. And we're doing that that's inverse to the way we use these for value to our business. So it's high priority. It has to go first. Those are the least valuable keywords to our business. Medium priority has to go second. Those are the you know medium priority to our business, medium valuable and low priority has to go third by function of their priority. And those are the most valuable to this. And again, as John said, we're using a function inside there called negative keywords. So in John's Apple iPhone description, if we left everything just in high, If we have all the products in high, all the keywords are going to go there, right? Whether it's best cell phone of 2022 uh, or whether it's Apple iPhone 13 in black, those are both going to show up in high until we tell Google we don't want them there. So everything's going to be in high at this low bid and we'll set a negative keyword for Apple or, you know, phrase match Apple or broad match Apple or exact match Apple iPhone 13 in black and by negative keywording that in high priority, it will not fire there anymore. So what do we what do we learn? If it can't fire in high, the next place it can fire is medium priority, right? So now we've pushed that keyword to medium where we're bidding a little bit more because we know this keyword's valuable to us. But what if we think it's really valuable to us? We will also negative keyword that in medium to push it to low priority where we're bidding even more. So it can't fire in high in Google's order. It can't fire in high, and we don't want it to because it's not that valuable to us. It can't fire in medium because it's it's more than a medium value to us. It has to fire in low where we're, where we're bidding even more, and we've really isolated keywords down there. So someone searching Apple iPhone 13 in black, that's very valuable to our business if we're selling iPhones, right? That's somebody very specific, and we push that keyword to the low priority. Hopefully, I know there's people that are who are still confused here, but like just think of the priority on Google side as their function as to what order they need to fire on Google side. And on your side, it's inverse of that. So the least valuable terms will fire in high. Your medium value terms will hire, fire in medium and your highest valuable keywords you want to fire in low where you're bidding the most. I just want to jump in here real quick and say, if you're loving this show, the number one thing you can do to help us right now is to smash that subscribe or follow button and leave us a review. It really does help us to grow this show and reach more people. And you can do it right now while you're listening. And also, if you've got a friend or two that you know should be listening to this show, make sure you share it with them or just send them to dropshippodcast.com. We'd love to have them join us as well. 
And real quick, I've got two additional dropshipping resources that we would love to share with you. The first is our free dropshipping Facebook group called The Dropship Tribe. It's all about high-ticket dropshipping, and you can learn a ton in there. All you need to do is jump onto Facebook and search The Dropship Tribe, or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash dropship tribe and hit the join button. Now, if you're loving the Dropship podcast and you want more, we actually have a members-only version of this show where we go even deeper into high-ticket dropshipping. We do question and answers with our members, website reviews, teardowns, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. It's just $5 an episode, which is like a cup of coffee. And as a bonus, you get free access to our entire back catalog of episodes when you join. So you can binge it without paying a cent. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash dropship podcast. And just as a note, you can find the links to both of those resources below in the show notes. Now let's dive back into the show. It is a little bit of a tricky concept to explain on you know, a podcast where you can't see anything. You're just listening to the audio. There's a few other places where we'll show you this, where you can see this in action in, in, in video format, you know, in our course and you know, that sort of thing. But this is absolutely like we've been running Google Ads campaigns for, for years and years now. Uh, we've tried a whole bunch of different stuff. And this is the way of doing Google Shopping that works for high-ticket products. Once again, if you're selling low-ticket products, you would do it different, right? Or you could do this, but you might do some other different things as well. But, you know, I haven't seen any other way of using Google Shopping that works as consistently and as well for high ticket products as what we've just walked through. So, you know, don't try and come into it and do something different is, is essentially the message there because it, it don't work. And for the more experienced people here who may have taken another course, uh, I know there's a few of them that have now come to our course and I'm doing one-on-one work with them. Other courses have said, you only need two levels to this. I disagree. You need a third level to this for your most valuable terms. Set up the third level. Other courses would say brand and skew, right? And then only skew on the last one. That's not necessarily true too. If you have your head wrapped around this and you're listening to this not for the first time and you've been doing this a while, really think about this funnel in terms of least valuable, middle valuable, and very valuable, right? Think of it almost as your as your customer journey funnel. Top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel keywords can kind of fall in here, but separate by value to you. So even in high priority, when you're only paying a quarter or 50 cents or whatever it is, or even I've been down to a nickel in there, those terms have relevance to your business. They're not necessarily completely value-less, there's just not something you want to pay three, four dollars a click for, where you may want to pay that in your low priority for a super specific search. Do you want to touch on real quick, like what comes after this, John? Like, let's just breeze through it really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, super. I mean, that th- this is the first thing. Like, if you're a beginner, that's the first thing you're going to set up. But after that, I mean, there are some other things that we do in a Google Ads account um, to, you know, get some more traffic or to uh, help with our conversion rate and that sort of thing. So the second thing that you're going to do after you've got your Google shopping campaigns up and running is set up uh, your remarketing lists. And so, you know, at some point when you've, when you've had enough traffic on your website, you can start running retargeting ads, remarketing ads to people who have been on your website before to uh, keep your business at the top of their mind to answer questions, serve them in any number of ways so that when they're ready to make their purchase, they're coming back to your site and not one of your competitors. So you need to set up those lists so that you can start capturing cookies. So that's that's the second thing you're going to do. You're going to set up some lists based on 
the product pages people have viewed on your website, behaviors possibly that they took on your website, like how long they're on your website for and that sort of thing. Um, so you'll set those up next and at some point you'll be able to run actual retargeting ads in your Google Ads campaigns. That's probably the second step after that you know, you might start exploring search text ads. And one of the search, my favorite search text ads that we always set up in the beginning uh, or very close to the beginning in an account is what I call a trademark ad. And that's really where you're running a text ad based on your own brand name, right? So, you know, if we use one of Ben's sites, old sites, or one of my chic chandeliers, I would actually be running an ad targeting the, the term chic chandeliers because what's going to happen and what almost always happens with high ticket products is, when somebody visits your site for the first time, say they click on one of your Google shopping ads, one of those first ads you run, they're not always going to buy on that first visit, right? They're, we're talking about high ticket products. So people do research. They need to think about it before they finalize the purchase. So they might come back in a week and they're like, yeah, I'm ready to buy now. I went to that site, Chic Chandeliers. I remember what it was called. And they go into the Google search bar and they just type Chic Chandeliers, Right. They don't necessarily go back to that exact same product and search for that. They search for your business. And so when somebody does that, you want to ensure that you are the first result they see on that page, that they can immediately click on, on something and go through to your website. So yes, your organic search result is going to show somewhere at the top of that page. But if you run a search text ad, that will be right at the top of the page. It'll be the very first thing. And if you run an ad on that, it will prevent one of your competitors from doing the same. So something I do to my competitors is I advertise on their brand name and I will run an ad to try and capture traffic away from them. If you run your own ad, you'll always be at the top, right? And so I definitely recommend people do that because it works. People will start searching your brand name for sure once you're running shopping ads and you, don't, you want to make sure that you make it as easy as possible for those people to get back to your website and not somebody else's. Funny story, like why you don't pick generic names that are like really easy to rip off is you can't trademark them, right? And so if your brand is trademarked, you can't run an ad using that trademark in your ad copy. If someone has a really generic name, you can. Uh, and so funny story, an old business we had, we had a competitor come and ask us, actually, uh, yeah, there's a Patreon episode where I fucking yell at this guy, uh, old old business partner of mine came after us. And so I was like, let's run an ad on their name because they can't trademark their name. We took the number one spot from them. We were running it so long before they realized we were doing this and put up their own ad that we had a wonderful score and they actually never overtook us. So we were always number one for their brand name. And it was so generic. It was like built into exactly what we sell. Uh, and so it made it really easy to write a headline on them. I don't, I don't know. So yes, out of the gates, run one of these. If people word of mouth or whatever, like that, that's a good one. Uh, look, I'll breeze through the other one so we don't get too long. Single keyword ad groups. If you already know the keywords that are converting for you, then by all means, go set up a text ad for those. You should run remarketing. You eventually should move into remarketing on Gmail ads and remarketing on YouTube. You should be using the Google Display Network the same way we talked about in a, in a Facebook ads episode as far as like remarketing with content, uh, remarketing with products. There's all sorts of stuff you can do on Google. And so, uh, you know, without getting too long-winded, this episode was supposed to be for beginners, by the way. You know, there's there's just so much you can do on there. There is a place where we went a little deeper on this. John and I actually argued about the Google Shopping Funnel a little bit. If you're interested in that, sign up for our Patreon. All the back episodes are free. All new episodes are just five bucks. You can find that episode of John, John and I arguing about the Google Shopping Funnel as well as talking about all the remarketing things that you can do on there. All sorts of golden nuggets on Patreon. So yeah, check it out. And look, if you want to get further learning, if you want to look at, see everything that we've just talked about step-by-step, step, like 
from the beginning uh, so that you absolutely cannot get it wrong. Uh, we have the most comprehensive Google Ads training for high-ticket products in existence on this planet. It's in Dropship Breakthrough. It's just one of the 13 modules of marketing goodness we have in there, over 25 videos just on Google Ads, how to set them up, how to run them from scratch. Head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com, get into our program, and you know you cannot get this wrong if you if you follow those steps. And what does Billy Jean say? Buy my shit. Like we give out so much value on this podcast. Come buy my shit. If you want to you want to have your hand held through this whole process. This is exactly what John and I do. So if you've been on the fence, it's time to jump in. Head over to Dropship Breakthrough and sign up. Let's let's get this started. Let's get, let's get a business built for you. Thanks for listening to the Dropship Podcast. You can find all the show notes for this episode at dropshippodcast.com. And if you're ready to take the next step in your dropshipping journey, we invite you to join us inside Dropship Breakthrough, where John and I will walk you through step-by-step in starting your own high-ticket dropshipping e-commerce business. But that's not all. Dropship Breakthrough will also teach you everything you'll need to know to grow your business and take it to the next level. So head over to dropshipbreakthrough.com and sign up for our free training that will help you take the first steps towards building and growing your own profitable high-ticket dropshipping business.